Hello and welcome back to the Endeavor podcast and video show. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf. With me once again is Marvin Vilma. Marvin is a college counselor and former college admissions officer with lots of experience in uh, admissions. He's also been the beneficiary of attending a private or independent high school, which is why I've asked him to be on the episode today for our topic uh, on a series on uh, a private school or an independent school admissions. Our topic today is choosing an independent school. Marvin, hello, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm very well, thank you for being on the show again. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you being here. Uh, I love talking with you. Uh, I, you're a uh, f- uh, font of knowledge, uh, <laughs> and I always feel like I've learned a lot about the admissions process um, when we finished a conversation. So today I've asked you to be on the show because we're discussing uh, private or independent school admissions. Mm-hmm. And I know that you worked in uh, college admissions at various different levels, um, but you were a student at an independent school and went through the process yourself. So I thought balancing those two out, you're probably the person I know who's the most knowledgeable about this process. So I wanted to bring you on to the show. So first off, just to review, what is an independent school? Yeah, so an independent school is a non-public school, and typically independent schools are not religiously affiliated, so they differ from parochial schools. I realize that you went to an independent school, not a parochial school, but is the process radically different between parochial and independent? Sometimes it is. Uh, So some parochial schools don't have the intensity of the independent school admission process. Uh, For independent schools, there are sometimes multiple Um, kind of rounds that you have to go to before Mm. receiving admission or not receiving admission. Some parochial schools, depending on their size and selectivity, will have a completely different admission process where it's more application-based. So it will differ depending on selectivity, depending on size and location, and other factors like that. Hmm. Well, I think we're going to dive more into that when we start talking about actual uh, the uh, application process. However, I wanted to start with where a lot of parents and students and families start, which is Mm -hmm. uh, choosing which schools to which they want to apply. Uh, What are some factors, in your opinion, that families should consider when starting this process, when starting to look for which schools to which they want to apply? Right. I think the most important factor to consider is um, what's the best type of learning environment for your student? Um, And I think that should drive the entire admission process, in fact. When you think about the schools that are both in the independent school bucket, but also the parochial bucket, they all tend to be smaller. The student to faculty ratio tend to be a lot better for students if they want more individualized attention. So on the surface level, many of these schools are actually quite similar for with each other. But when you're thinking about how your student learns, um, you know what types of subjects they want to pursue in high school, Um, Do they want to be in a blended learning environment? Do they want to be in a school where there's special education opportunities, depending if they have learning differences? Those are things that you might want to consider uh, when looking at independent schools. I want to double back on something you just said for families at home who might not be aware of this. What do you mean by a blended learning environment? So a blending learning environment is where a school will mix both students with learning differences and students who don't have learning differences in the same classroom. Um, Oftentimes there's a special education class specifically for students with learning differences. In a blending environment, a teacher will mix in both of those populations to enhance the education of all students. So from a parent's perspective, 
uh, and I think I know the answer to this, and I think a lot of parents at home might think they know the answer to this, but what is the biggest difference between a, an independent or private school and a parochial school in terms of the education a student receives, in your opinion? Mm -hmm. That is a good question. I don't know that there is a big difference in terms of education. I think for both independent and parochial, they typically tend to have, you know, have very strong academics, um, lots of structure in the classroom. Uh, where I've experienced a difference is that independent schools tend to have the financial resources to be a little bit more creative in the classroom. Um, but also to bring in faculty members with content expertise. So for example, I went to the Trinity School in New York City. Uh, most of my teachers had masters or higher degrees, higher level degrees in the subject that they were teaching. So a PhD in history or a master's in French literature. Uh, at a parochial school, you might not see faculty members with that same type of education. They may have a master's in education versus a master's or higher degree in the subject that they're teaching. So what most parents would consider the biggest difference, which is the religious education aspect, mm -hmm. is not, in your opinion, it's the, uh, the expertise in the subject matter. Yeah, and I, and I think what's interesting about independent schools is that many of them actually have religious backgrounds, and so there is that religious component to many of these schools. Uh, maybe it's not at the forefront in the same way that you might see it at a parochial school, but if you go to some independent schools who are founded Episcopalian, they might have a reverend on staff who is there to support students. They might have religious activities like chapel, which I went to uh, as a high schooler at Trinity School. We had lots of traditions centered around chapel. Um, similarly, you might go to a Quaker school, which also has some religious components to it, but that's not at the forefront of their school in the same way that a parochial school might have services that students are required to attend. Now, most people, when they hear the word parochial in the term parochial school, they think Catholic, the mm -hmm. Catholic Church. Exactly. Uh, in your opinion, does parochial school only refer to Catholic school? Parochial refers to any religious affiliated institution. So it might be Seventh-day Adventist. My little sister actually went to a Seventh-day Adventist institution. It might be Catholic. It might be um, a Jewish institution. Uh, mm. It can look like a lot of different things. Right. I mean, I, and just for full disclosure, I went to a Jewish day school uh, from kindergarten to third grade where I obviously didn't have to worry about the admissions process that a middle school student applying to high school would, but there was that heavy religious aspect mm -hmm. that separated it out from a non-parochial uh, school, a, a more independent school that, as Marvin said, there are a lot of parochial schools that started, you know, especially the oldest ones in the 1800s, right. they may have started out Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Quaker, and while they may be indirectly linked to those faiths still to this day, there's probably not, as Marvin clearly stated, a heavy religious uh, part of the program anymore. That's, I think, the biggest difference, in my opinion, and I think yeah. that sounds like you would agree with that. I, yeah, I would agree with that. And I think in today's age, the lines blur a lot. Um, and so depending on where you are in the country, they might actually use parochial and independent interchangeably with certain schools. Uh, but for the most part, I think what we kind of discussed, the religious versus not religious affiliated, is the general principle that folks will use to think about parochial versus independent. 
Right, and a lot of folks who've had experience with particularly Catholic school, whether at the elementary, middle, or high school level, uh, those around my age, older, maybe even a little bit younger, will talk about being taught by nuns or priests. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that you're necessarily going to see at an right. independent school, even if it has a still active religious affiliation. Right. Um, and that's another big difference that you were talking about with the academics is that a Catholic priest or nun may not have the uh, subject expertise background in physics or French literature that someone who has an advanced degree where that person is more likely to teach at the independent school, not at the Catholic or parochial school. Right, right. And the way that independent schools are sometimes organized um, is around sports actually. Um, and so if you go to New York City where I grew up, most of the independent schools that, uh, that we kind of consider to be competitors or... or um, rivals? Kind of rivals, yeah, thank you. Um, we played them in sports and that's kind of what dictated our relationship with those schools. Um, and so the parochial schools had their own league. Mm. And that was another thing that kind of differentiated us um, as well. Now, I'm not 100% familiar with the system up here where we live now in Massachusetts, but it sounds familiar, and it is very similar to where I grew up in New Jersey. The independent schools and the Catholic parochial schools uh, each had their own sports leagues, which were both, again, separate from the public schools, mm -hmm. the many public school leagues at the different levels. So I think that's a good uh, differentiator. In the same way that at the college level, the Ivy Leagues as high-level academic schools right. that are extremely competitive uh, in terms of admissions and their programs have their own league mm -hmm. and different level schools kind of affiliate based on sports as much as anything else. Right. So one small thing I want to do as an aside, um, the concept of boarding schools. Mm -hmm. Now again, I don't believe that you went to a boarding school. I worked at one. You worked at one though. <laughs> so in terms of independent schools, uh, many independent schools will describe themselves as day schools, mm -hmm. and some will describe themselves as boarding schools, and some have both boarding and day students. Uh, what is the biggest difference between, other than the boarding, a boarding school and a day school, in your opinion? In my opinion. Um, so I, I worked at a five-day boarding school that had both day students and boarders. Um, the boarding community was actually very small. Um, I'd say... The biggest difference on a very surface level is just the infrastructure of the school. They tend to have bigger campuses, them being boarding schools tend to have bigger campuses, lots of facilities because they do have residence halls on campus. And typically these schools will also house faculty members as well. So there's housing for faculty, housing for students, um, in addition to all the academic buildings that they have. Do the boarding schools or schools that have boarding in addition to day students, do they tend to be more expensive than just a day school? They tend to be more expensive. Um, the price tag, however, is very much aligned with the selectivity of the school, the brand and reputation of the school. So it depends. Um, there are some day schools that have a very high sticker tag price as well. Hmm. And based on either your experience as a student or working at a school, uh, what are the financial aid opportunities, the scholarship opportunities uh, at those types of schools? Yeah, so at both day and boarding independent schools, a lot of it is just through um, need. So if a student has demonstrated financial need when they submit their paperwork, um, the, the school will generally fulfill all of that need that's unmet. Um, 
for merit scholarships, it really depends on the school and same with athletic scholarships. There are some boarding schools that do athletic recruiting and so students are there um, to play a sport but also for academic reasons obviously and they might receive some additional financial support because of their sports um, but typically it's based on financial need. So what I've observed is that especially Catholic schools amongst the parochial schools they tend to be uh, in a different level down in terms of price yeah. from independent schools. Mm -hmm. Am I accurate in, the, in that observation? Yes that is accurate. Uh, parochial schools tend to be a little cheaper uh, independent schools are very expensive. Um, but I think what's what's great about these schools is that they also offer that financial support because they have endowments that are also sizable. They have active alumni who are philanthropic. Um, and so they're able to provide more support, actually more support sometimes than parochial schools in terms of financial aid. So um, it really is about just doing research and figuring out what the school has to offer. So I figure that there are independent and parochial schools in every region. We happen to be sitting right now in what's known as the Metro West of Boston. We're in a small town called Lexington, about half an hour west of Boston. Uh, and we've talked about you're from New York, I'm from New Jersey, and the schools uh, in those areas tend to be structured similarly, um, organized similarly. There are similar cultures for both the parochial and the independent schools. Mm -hmm. um, when a family is deciding this process, assuming it's not someone who's an active member of their church and that church has its own parochial schools mm -hmm. or active member of their temple, in my case, for example, and there's Jewish day schools that are affiliated with that, where does a person start to search for these types of schools? Mm -hmm. I think for many families, it starts with word of mouth they have a family friend or there maybe was a student um, that was a bit older at their current school that transitioned to an independent day school or independent boarding school or parochial school, whatever it is. And they see that this older student is having a really positive experience. And so they want their child to follow their path and transition to a new school. Um, some of these schools do active admissions and recruiting. Um, so when I was at Noble and Greeno School, for example, we did go out on the road and visit middle schools and try to recruit students and tell them about what we had to offer. Um, some boarding schools do travel admissions as well, so they'll be in different countries and different states talking um, at fairs about their schools. Um, so always be on the lookout for either fairs where they are um, gonna be tabling or listen to the radio. Actually, a lot of schools these days are using radio marketing as a way to um, get parents interested and get parents informed about what their schools have to offer. I didn't expect to hear that. Yeah. Uh, learn something new. Yeah. Uh, well, I think this is a good uh, pausing point for our discussion on this. I want to uh, remind our listeners and viewers at home that this is part of a series. We're going to be doing a series of videos on uh, high school admissions and so please look out, uh, whether you're a subscriber uh, on the podcast or you subscribe on YouTube for the videos, for more uh, shows with Marvin and myself on high school admittance. Uh, once again, I'm Jason Breikoff, the host. I'm with my guest, Marvin Vilma, a uh, counselor and admission, former admissions officer and expert on this from both personal experience and advising experience. Um, so if you like the show, please feel free to share, uh, like us, uh, comment. Uh, you can check out our uh Twitter feed, at EndeavorPod, ask any questions, and I will be sure to follow up and answer. In the meanwhile, uh, hopefully you've subscribed so you can get the next episodes, 
And until then, let's all keep learning. <laughs>